Welcome back to another episode of Life in the Urban City podcast. I'm your host, Paul Hudak, and today we're joined by one of our staff, uh, Jalen Rodriguez. Um, congratulations, Jalen. You just got a promotion. Um, Thank you. It just started today? Yesterday. Yesterday? Maybe, I think. So, so for, for the audience, for people listening, can you just share who you are, what you do here at Justice for Youth, where you're from, and you just go from there? Yeah, of course. What's up, y'all? My name is Jalen Rodriguez, like Paul said. Um, born and raised in Pomona, California. You know, uh, went to the current high schools here, Ganesha High School. Go Giants. Um, <laughs> I, right now, am currently a rescue supervisor, but previously I was an on-point coordinator. Worked in the schools. I worked in Ganesha High School, worked at Gary, worked at Vihar, um, and just got to know the students a little bit more during mm-hmm. one-on-ones and groups. Yeah. yeah. So what's what's the difference of on point and rescue? There's, I guess the similarities would be working with students on both ends, but the differences are that on point does primarily a lot of groups and one on ones in mm-hmm. school. Uh, we try to stray stray away a little bit from um, lunchtime support, but this year we did some lunchtime support at Gary High School, and then rescue does a lot of outreach. So we work with a uh, parents and students outside mm-hmm. of school you know just getting them engaged and connected back into school yeah finding those uh, dropout or disengaged yes. students a lot of door knocking and canvassing a lot of driving yeah actually so, that's for both programs so <laughs> yeah you get uh, i was gonna say it's hotter doing rescue but i mean you're outside sometimes with yeah i too. guess it's the same mm-hmm. yeah just different demographic so um one of the topics we're, we're trying to hit on, I know we talked a little bit last time with Christian, um, but I, I definitely want to get another person's perspective, um, is mental health. Um, you know, the month of May was all about mental health. Um, you saw it all throughout the city, people talking about it and mm-hmm. when encouraging people to be aware of their current mental health. So to you, Jalene, what is mental health and what would you consider your mental health status to be? Yeah, you know, it's crazy how... Um mental health is something that's like been growing recently Mm -hmm. i don't remember hearing much about this in high school or like my elementary which is something that i could have definitely benefit off of but mental health is basically you know your Mm well-being how you're doing on the daily how you're doing for the long run how everything's going for you you know checking in on yourself um and i would say for myself right now that i think i'm doing better than where i was at last year that's okay. that's a way to describe it for sure. Um, there was a lot of struggles last year that, mm-hmm. you know, the pandemic presented, of course. Yeah. Um, but for sure, my mental health right now is is at a good place. Yeah. Um, yeah, because growing up, mental health wasn't really talked about. Mm-hmm. And even today, it's still, it is talked about, but it's avoided a little bit in conversations. Do you think, like, people's culture or, like, nationality and ethnicity as growing up plays a factor into that oh definitely yeah you know um i'm hispanic my parents are both mexican and i think it's just you know something that we were raised with or at least my parents were raised with um that it's more about you know you know ignore it just keep going you know you got it just push through it you know like you'll think about it later and then you never get to it right um and that's what we were pushed on growing up uh i actually didn't have a conversation about mental health with my mom I'm 25 now. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with my mom, I guess, last year. Mm-hmm. My first conversation with my mom ever about mental health. How'd it go? It was 
my mom with you know with age she's grown to be more understanding Mm -hmm. um and she's a little bit more passionate because she has my two younger siblings now Mm -hmm. and she sees the difference of how we're being raised Mm. um but she tried her best she tried her best of being understanding and just you know like saying um well i'm sorry you're going through this uh if there's anything that i can do to help you like i can but she's like, I'm sorry, I don't have more information for you. I'm sorry yeah. that I can't help you more because I don't know how. Because she never had it growing up. Mm. She never had that conversation with her parents growing up. So, Did your mom ever tell you that she's struggling with stuff? Or did she just say, like, I'm here to help? Uh, she, we've actually, you know what? That's a good question. Because I think it wasn't until last year, this year recently, that I started asking my mom how she's doing. Mm. I check in on her and ask her, like, hey, you know, how was your day? You know, how, how was your week? How are you feeling? Do you need help with anything? Because, you know, growing up, you realize that you fail to ask your parents that question. Yeah. You fail to ask how they're doing, how their mental health is. Um, but no, we she, she's never shared with us before. You know, my mom is very strong. And you know that saying, strong, independent woman? Mm-hmm. That's my mom. Like, yeah. she's, you know, single mom, raised three kids by herself. Um, and, you know, we never asked her how she was doing mm-hmm. until recently that she's, 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 more open and she shares more with us yeah do you think kids um young adults should have that conversation with their parents oh definitely yeah 100 percent. and i guess the question is should it be the hey mom how are you doing or is it hey mom i'm struggling um i think a little bit of both Mm -hmm. i know uh you know growing up it was really hard to have a conversation with my parent about how I was doing Mm -hmm. because I think she was so flustered with her life Mm. and nobody really asked her how she was doing. That is just, she didn't have the energy to like give back to me and be able to help me with how I'm doing, you know? So Mm. I think with parents and it's a conversation I had recently with someone that is just, we need to make sure that we're asking how our parents are doing. And then by asking them and by communicating with them, we can also communicate to them how we're feeling yeah. and we can communicate to them our emotions and our well-being or our mental health yeah. um, because, you know, it's really hard because just because they're your parents, it doesn't mean that it's, you know, a lot of take, take, take. Mm-hmm. You also have to give. Yeah. And we also have to ask our parents, you know, how are you doing? How's, how's, how's your life today? You know, like yeah. I didn't see you all day. How's it going? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess with that, like how, cause sometimes parents and just humans, in general, a lot of times in the United States specifically, it's like, oh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. How do you get past that initial response of like, you could tell all over their face it was a bad day. And they said, no, nah, I'm good. Mm. Well, that's actually happened with my mom. And I, I look at her and I'm like, are you sure you're good? Because you don't look like you're good. And my mom's a crier. I'm a crier. My mom's a crier as well. So I know when she's not good. Yeah. Um. And I ask her shit up, like, you know, I, I can tell that you're not good. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you seem a little like uneasy. Like, what is it? Um, do you want to like wait on it and talk about it a little later? You know, and mm-hmm. if she doesn't want to talk about it, then I wait and I ask her later, you know, when she's a little ready to talk about it. Um, but I guess to me, it's just, I, I just continue to ask. Mm-hmm. I continue to ask her and just make sure she's okay. You're the annoying fly that won't go away. I am the annoying fly <laughs> that will not go away. I will buzz around you. Yeah. Like, Hey, are you okay, mom? Mom, cool, mom. Hey, mom, mom. <laughs> yeah, you, that, you haven't answered my question yet. Good, mom. <laughs> no, you keep saying you're good. Like, what's real? Tell me, tell me, tell, tell me, mom. Come on. Um, and I guess, how do you? 
this is definitely going a different way than I anticipated, but when you're working and talking with your mom and even we could talk for yourself too, is like, how do you see your mom dealing with stress and, and her mental health and versus how do you deal with it? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't see my mom mm-hmm. dealing with her mental health. Like I, I don't think she has coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently moved back in with my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of my goals to try and help her, you know, find things that she loves to do and like yeah. helping her with kid, the kids, making sure she's, you know, she's never had her, she, she never, she's had her entire life, but never had the chance to actually do something mm-hmm. and like enjoy her time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just helping her figure out what her coping, me- coping mechanisms are and, um, what's a healthy way to like deal with her mental health. Cause I know she, she works a lot. Yeah. She, she has two kids. It's just the household, you know, mm-hmm. my dad, me, my brother, like, it's just, it's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and in regards to myself, you know, like I'm, I'm 25, I'm, you know, I don't have kids to me. It's a lot of, um, just, you know, my coping mechanisms or, you know, being healthy is, um, just going to the, uh, farmer's market on Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, buying coffee, buying myself flowers, just dealing with my thoughts and, you know, being by myself. Yeah. I think that's, that's the easy, not the easiest. That's um, the best way to do it for myself, which yeah. five years ago from now, I wouldn't have been saying, I would not have said this. Yeah. I would have said something completely different. That's funny. <laughs> Cause like for me, my, our executive director, he took me to a, a spa, a day spa. Uh-huh. And it's like, dude, like that's the best thing ever. It's like, let's go hang on the hot tub, the steam room. <laughs> let's go to the sauna. It's like we're just a couple of dudes just hanging out, you know, mm-hmm. sweating. And it's like, dude, what the heck? This is weird. But it was awesome. I I love it. And my wife's like, you need to go do it again. Like, you look. She's like, like sh- you were much nicer <laughs> when you did that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you look like you're stressed out, Paul. Like, go, go do this. It's like, all right, babe. And like, for us too, like, he was the one that really got me into like, massages. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, like, man, I could go for a massage. And my wife's like, yeah, go get one. You're <laughs> stressing out, Paul. Like, relax. And so I think that's good. And what you said is like, not everyone self-cares the same way. Mm-hmm. And I think what's important in what you're probably doing with your mom is, you know, just trying out. I was like, hey, mom, come with me this Sunday. Let, let's go grab some coffee. Mm-hmm. The kids are old enough. They can make their get themselves a bowl of cereal. Yes. <laughs> like they, they don't need you to make breakfast every day oh, for them or whatnot. And, yeah. and I think, think that's helping. Um, and I guess... For your family, what about, um, you just mentioned your dad and stuff like that. Do you, how do you see, do you see him? Anything like that? or Yeah, s- my dad is a, a tinker, right? A tinker. That's like he a, tinkers with things? He, he loves messing with things. He loves building things. And he loves his plants. Okay. So my dad actually planted like a palm tree not that long ago. And now it's like, I don't even know how, like bigger than the house and he's so proud of it oh my goodness he's so proud of it um sounds like my dad yeah (laughs) he loves his plants he loves watering the garden he loves Mm. he actually just recently built um like a shade in front of our house Mm -hmm. just because okay my my grandpa was over and when they're together they like build new things around the house always 
um so that's i think that's my dad's i've never really asked him but mm. that's like the best way i think he like self-cares or like he like he's like a, a giver i guess so like mm. for him to it's like you know we have a really nice garden like oh go look at it like go look at my flowers they're blooming or like now there's shade he's like you see now we won't have to struggle with the umbrella and we can mm. barbecue in peace and so it's just yeah uh, a lot of acts of service mm-hmm. yes just, just always outside hands dirty feet dirty yep dragging mud in in the house mom going crazy like damn <laughs> She's like, uh-uh, clean it up. <laughs> yeah. No. That, that, I remember, like, my parents, when they early got married, my mom's like, dad, uh, husband comes home, like, let's come in. And he's like, no, like, I want to be outside. And he's like, always dirty. Mm-hmm. And, and she never understood it for, like, the first couple of years. But then after realizing, like, you know, that's what my dad loved to do, just being in the dirt, being in the, his garden, mm-hmm. um, which has been awesome because he's shown me different ways, right? Like, I, I can't turn on the sprinklers i have to water by hand mm-hmm. i don't know why it, but like my dad like built this into me so like, oh no you're wasting too much water by running sprinklers like what like really <laughs> and, and so just knowing that and i guess kind of like moving this along and the question is like with where we're at today in 2022 what is the biggest adjustment that you've made um when the pandemic hit when it comes to mental health the biggest adjustment i, I don't know honestly it was hard yeah. because before the pandemic, I actually worked a lot. Mm-hmm. I had two different jobs. I was an office manager at an um, a after-school program mm-hmm. for elementary. And then I was also a behavior technician okay. on the side. So I had, like, my clients for that. And then I had my, I guess you can say, like, 11 to 7 for my office job. So outside of those hours, I would do my behavior technician job. So I was always out and about basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always moving around. And then the adjustment was just after the pandemic hit, I lost both of my jobs mm-hmm. and I had to be home. I had to be home. I had to like sit down, like be able to enjoy my own presence, which is something like I couldn't do before. Mm. Um, I would get lost in my thoughts. Um, basically I would get be scared of myself. Right. Yeah. Um, cause I never actually sat down and listened to myself. Mm. So just being home, which is a adjustment that everybody had to make, right. Yeah. During the pandemic, everybody had to be home. Um, it was just, it was tough. It was really tough. Yeah. You, you have to be intentional with your decisions and who you interact with because mm-hmm. everyone else was trapped at home, you know, Netflix all day, you know, <laughs> or you watched everything that was good in a week. And oh what, yeah. What's next? Me and Netflix are best friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I think something that you said is important and, I don't think a lot of people do it um, is spend time with yourself and like mm-hmm. in thought um, there is, there's this joy and this blessing of self actualization and understanding of yourself. So I know a lot of times when I work with kids and I talk to them, it's like, why do you do what you do? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and also like a question I've had with kids is like, what are your set morals and values? What are the things that you won't do? And a lot of times they don't know. They yeah. just do what other people do. And I think this opportunity, using this time to just reflect, spend with yourself, ask yourself those questions and think and talk are healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess when you were talking to yourself, what what was the pros? And then I'm pretty sure, what, but what are the cons sometimes? Cause, yeah. Um, the pros, I would say, is just getting to know myself better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you think you know yourself, but then you actually spend time with yourself and you're like, wait a minute, I don't know myself. Like, 
what is this? You know, what, what are these emotions that I'm feeling? Like, mm-hmm. what are these thoughts that I'm having? Um, and the cons is just, you know, I was, I guess it's not really a con, but it's just the fear mm-hmm. of like thinking like it's just, and I guess this comes with the pandemic as well. Um, and mental health, but it's just, you know, the fear of like thinking like, Oh my gosh, is this going to go on forever? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be here by myself yeah. forever? Which felt like eternity, right? Because we were there for like almost two years. Yeah. We were alone for almost two years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That yeah. Would be a con. Okay. And w- what did you see kids and how they were reacting to it? Yeah. I, I, it caught me off guard because we started working in the schools right after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when schools were opening back up. So a lot of our students struggled. Like they were the one-on-ones that I would have is just like they social anxiety, you know, Mm -hmm. like depression. Um, and it's just in our students, like, like we were saying earlier, like they, they were stuck alone, but they were also stuck alone in a household full of people. So I guess they never really had time for Mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and they never really dealt with, with their thoughts and like how they felt. Mm -hmm. And so coming into school, they were super quiet, like, they wouldn't want to talk really they would keep to themselves yeah. um and it's it's something that they i think coming the next you know in the next few years they'll mm-hmm. learn to get out of yeah um but i i've noticed a lot of like mental health struggles for sure yeah. with all of our students what do you think about the phone you know when oh the- those phones they kill me yeah yeah they can, i mean i'm on my phone a lot but you know not when i'm interacting with people or when i'm around people mm-hmm. um but like they, they they're always on their phone they're like walking down the hallways and they're on their phone during lunchtime they're like on their phone and you know during when I was supporting Gary during lunchtime I would try and just like at least create a circle you know the students and talk to each other mm-hmm. you know get off your phones you know like how was your day today well, what did you guys do um what do you guys like to do do you guys want me to bring uno next week do you guys want yeah. me to bring any games you know so they can interact with each other um and they're just texting each other in the group yes <laughs> they were like lol what is she saying why is she talking to us <laughs> get, get out of here Jaylene. Like, yes let me just text and talk to people this way this is how i like let me watch my tiktoks <laughs> yeah scrolling through a billion yep. tiktoks and it's like, oh yeah oh, lunch is over uh-huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and and so speaking about about the youth and schools um what would you say would be a way to support kids to encourage them to get back into relationship Mm -hmm. Uh, because they were for two years, they were all about their phones, online learning, being away from people, being told, you know, don't go, don't get near people. Don't be around. We're all going to die. You know, what can, what can we do to support kids and either us as a community, us as an organization, schools, what are you seeing and what, what are things that are coming to your mind? To me, um, which is something that we did as On Point, right? We created those groups of students mm-hmm. um, just so they can communicate with each other. And I've always told my students, too, they're like, because something would come up. I'm like, no, I'm too shy. Like, I don't want to talk to them. Or like, miss, can you tell them for me? Or like something like that. I'm like, no, like, I'll stand next to you while you communicate your thoughts and emotions to the mm-hmm. person that you want to communicate your thoughts and emotions to, right? Yeah. Um if you need pointers, you know, come back to me. I'll talk with you and like figure it out. We can figure it out together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for sure, like just just helping them along the way, you know, being that support system for them because a lot of students don't have that. 
and yeah. we need to be that support system we need to have like you know during lunch like we had those activities that like help them you know bond with each other communicate um during like at gary they created there were so many new relationships and friendships created um because of like our women's conference because of our men's conference mm-hmm. and it's just giving them that support giving them that space for them to be able to communicate with each other you know telling them straight up like hey turn your phone off there's people around you you know you guys can talk to each other like they're not gonna bite you know yeah. we're not gonna bite you um and just giving them like i said that support like making sure that they know that you know hey you're falling back a little bit like come talk to me i got you you know it's okay like you need help with something like i'll get it for you like what is it you know we'll find someone to help you with it uh and i think you know that's that's the best way right now to support them and just being there for them okay and then what would you say to to youth in mental health and um to encourage them at this time honestly i would just you know push them to continue to do what they love to do like it's just like i mentioned earlier a lot of our students are struggling mentally Mm -hmm. and it hurts to see and it sucks because you know they also lack the communication because of the pandemic but for sure i would just encourage them and push them to just continue to do what they love to do just just do it you know like there's no other way to like you're scared like what's the worst that can happen you know you 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 finish whatever it is that you finish and then that's it yeah and i would encourage them like they're not alone like when they're Mm -hmm. struggling like of course yeah there's hundreds and thousands of people that deal the same stuff that they deal with but they just need to step out and reach out and be like hey jaylene and i think knowing like kids you know youth as you're listening to this like reach out like jaylene's yeah. available to mentor and to talk they to. have my number yeah <laughs> i yeah. always tell them yeah i always tell them you know like we we and it's a saying that i got from here it's we suffer in isolation but heal in community mm-hmm. and i always tell the students that like it's just they tell me what they're dealing with and what they're struggling with and i reassure them and i make sure to tell them like hey you know i've talked to students who have dealt with this you know do you want me to connect them with to you and make sure like they they can guide you in the correct direction you know because i Mm -hmm. haven't dealt with this but i can help you find someone that can help you deal with whatever it is that you're dealing with or that you need support in um yeah and i and it's just it's like like paul said you know like we're here for you guys we're here to help y'all we're here to support y'all yeah and i guess the last thing is how would you encourage and talk to youth workers right we're talking about mental health what would you encourage for them uh, youth workers, I, I guess a lot of patience, you know, have a lot of patience for our students. Um, it, it takes a lot of, a lot of reach, consistent reach out to our students, consistent like check-ins, making sure we're always asking them how they're doing. Mm-hmm. And just, like I said, carrying a lot of patience for them because, you know, just because they met you this first time, sometimes they're not going to share until like the fifth or sixth or 10th time you see them, Yeah, you know, yeah, and I guess one last thing for the kids, um, what would you encourage them to do with their parents? Speak with their parents, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. make sure they're having those daily communications with them, you know. Come in, get off your, go to your house or, you know, your your friend, whoever it is, um, wherever it is you're going, you know, put your phone down, communicate with your parent or your guardian. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure, you know, like, let them know the little things. Like, hey, today I had a really good day at school. You know, this happened, this and that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, or, hey, you know, today wasn't that good. You know, I'm feeling a little a little sad. It's just, you know, like, can we sit and talk about it? And yeah. just always, in- I, I try to encourage our students to speak with their parents, Um because I've had multiple occasions where students always are upset at their parents, yeah. but it's because they don't 
like I said earlier, they don't know what their parents are also going through. So, you know, we always have to do like that double check in, you know, you check Mm -hmm. in with your parents or your parents check in on you. So you check in with your parents. Yeah. I just, one thing I was blessed with my parents, I think kids, what you could fight for is maybe, um, like, you know, have a meal with your family because everyone's Mm -hmm. forced to sit down and talk over food. Um, if, if you're not, as blessed and able to do it, you know, once a month, maybe once a week, if you can, obviously if you can't do it daily, I understand, but if you can't do any of that, as Jalen said, just like when you see your parents come home, cause we know a lot of your parents work late, mm-hmm. work multiple jobs, um, but be intentional, right? Versus mentally knowing that they're trying to help you physically show them or tell them and do an acts of service, get them a gift, maybe you make dinner for them that mm-hmm. time and have dinner on the table. Some cereal, mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> something simple. Right. Uh, you know, we, we do offer cooking classes and stuff over the summer and, you know, learn to pr- make a meal, tuna sandwiches, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I know everyone's favorite. It's like, you know, some carne asada or anything like that, oh, but yeah. we could, you know, come reach out. We could show, I love to cook. It's one of my favorite things um, to do. So um, yeah. Thank you so much everyone for checking in and listening today. Uh, you know, we'll be back next time with some more conversations with more of our staff and we would love to hear from you. Definitely reach out, leave comments, leave reviews, ask us questions so that we could better address and, and talk to you about the things that you're going with. And then any last things, Jalen, that you want to leave with the audience? Yeah, I would say, you know, after talking about all of this uh, mental health and, you know, make sure you check in with yourself. Mm. And make sure you check in with your loved ones. Uh, We never know what they're struggling with. And to end it off, you know, I I always say this to myself, you know, do all things with love Mm. and with patience and with passion. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Jaylene. Thank you everyone for listening and tuning in. See you guys next time. Bye.